0: Welcome to your number one source for technological innovations, ideas, and strategies for your business. Multiply your business's equations and put the odds in your favor. Now, live from Club ITHQ with your hosts, Ben and Sam, this is Tech Factor.
1: Welcome everyone to Friday. I'm Ben. And I'm Sam. And this is The Tech The Tech Factor. There you go. Welcome, everyone. to uh, This is uh, our Friday wrap. So, we're going to be talking about a couple of articles. Uh, this is a podcast about uh, technology and how you can utilize it in your business to uh, innovate and make lives a little bit easier. So, basically, making technology useful in your business and rather than making it a, a pain, which it can often be. So, uh, we're going to focus on, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> and we seem to do it almost every week, but cybersecurity is a massive topic at the moment. And uh, Sam, I believe you've got some things you want to talk about. So let's get started with the uh, first article for the day. Yeah,
0: sure. All right, so uh, well, let's start off with the cybersecurity, and then we'll just go from there. Okay. So, where do we start? So, in the within, we had a little bit of a hiatus last week. So, there's a there's two weeks worth of news to talk about here.
1: <laughs> That's my fault. That's my fault. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was doing training, so and I was actually doing training specifically to the ISO twenty seven thousand and one standard. So, with Price Waterhouse Coopers, which is the information security management standard. So, it will actually be something useful that maybe it I can throw some come stuff in. in and handy. And talk about for sure, yeah, so anyway,
0: well, we've got a few things here i will i'll I'll read the headlines while we're at it. We'll go, drinks make a lion shuts i t systems after cyber incident. Honda is hit by ransomware attack, Fisher and Paykel appliances struck by nephilium ransomware. I mean, it just keeps coming, doesn't it? It goes on and on and on, and honestly if
1: if you're reading these articles every day and you're not doing something about your your cyber security, you're, um, you know, you're you're living in an alternate reality that only Donald Trump could understand. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, well, our first one there is Lion, who owns Forex, Tui's, Han, dairy farmers, some juice, play. They pretty much shut their doors and stopped all production on throughout all of their businesses while they figure out what happened.
1: I was going to say it's no, that was no loss until you mentioned dairy farmers. I'm like, okay, dairy farmers. So like <laughs> yeah, no, so like, nobody nope, really like, oh, cares whatever. about forex. Do they?
0: <laughs> I mean, unless you're from Queensland, which, which at the moment you're segmented from the rest of the country, anyways. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: yeah, so, so does it say any more about that. So they're basically, I mean, that that's the right procedure, right? So they've shut everything down do a full diagnostics, understand what's actually going on yeah. before they make a decision. Yeah. And that's that, look, that's the smart thing to do. The last thing you want to do is go yeah. ahead and go, oh, we think it's this, and we just keep running business as normal until we sort of, you know, figure it out or whatever. Like, like they they really, you, the. it is a smart strategy. If you're not sure what the hell has happened, you're shutting it down, take locking it, it, it down, taking off it,
0: is the it. is the right strategy. At least they can't um, take any more there. But Lion said in a pretty brief statement that they experienced a cyber incident and has taken the precaution of shutting down our IT systems, causing some distribution issues to our suppliers and customers. So, a little bit of a a hiccup there by the sound of it, but there isn't much left on this one, so um, I'm not sure whether... It was, ended up being as big as they thought, or whether they're sweeping it under the rug and pretending it didn't happen.
1: I'm I'm sure it's the latter. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, so and then the uh, other one you said had Honda, and I was fishing a bicycle. So Honda
0: suspended some of its auto and mo- motorcycle production globally as the Japanese car giant grappled with a suspected cyber attack, said a spokesman on Tuesday. The suspected attack affected Honda's production globally, forcing some bl- plants to stop operations as the the company needed to ensure its quality control systems were not compromised. Then they said that they eventually just ended up turning everything back on, so it must not have been too much of a drama over there at Honda. The power of dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And then it was Fisher and Paykel appliances, which were struck by the Nephilium ransomware, which we all know Toll was taken down by recently um and here i haven't read too much into this one but it looks like doesn't look like they had much of a drama either looks like um they pretty much just shut down part of their systems and um after going through what they did or did not have access to ended up turning everything back on yeah there you go so the other thing
1: um that i wanted to have a bit of a chat about i'm going to press our little yeah. So, um, a few interesting things that I've noticed. So, uh, I know Asus has got their wireless AX range of routers out now. So, I, I don't know if some people recall we talked about in our podcast previously about uh, wireless uh, technology and how to maximize your business's Wi Fi. And we talked about wireless AC technology, making sure your devices are wireless AC. Well, we're now starting to see the release of AX devices, which is the next standard in wireless. So, it's, uh, I mean, generally the guys that go first. Maybe, I mean, something like, with all due respect, sometimes I find the stand they don't haven't completely nailed the AX standard, but uh, certainly there is hardware now that you can get that is now officially claiming to be uh wireless AX. So I found that quite interesting. Uh, I haven't tested any of the gear yet myself, and it'll be interesting to see exactly how it performs in the real world. It's it's a it's a you know, same old story, right? We we hear things about, for example, uh, 5G. Technology. I mean, we've all heard we've all heard Everyone's about five G. <laughs>
0: you
1: know, so and there's lots of uh, lots of things said about five G technology. Uh, most of it is is inaccurate and completely wrong. But um, in saying that, as I said, the, the, with the AX stuff, so we're now seeing you know, people are advertising it as Wi Fi six. So TP Link have got um, also technology. They've got what routers out now that are also AX as well. They are claiming, you know, speeds of up to 1.8 gigabits. So, uh, you know, close to 2 gigabits off your wireless connection. That is uh, quite impressive. Whether it actually achieves that in the real world, I think we're going to have to do some testing at some point. I think we might have to do yeah, a um, like a video podcast to test some of these wireless AX devices to actually see what kind of performance you get out of them because it's, I always find it interesting. Generally, it's it still takes a few generations in my opinion you to know really settle the hardware, hardware versions to resettle really in and to actually nail the standard so it's an interesting claim so you know that's approaching close to two two gigabits uh and I guess you know the the proof will be in the pudding we'll see what happens yeah. but certainly we are now seeing devices that are wireless ax so so there you go wireless ax it is you know inverter commas out now whether we uh see that performance I guess that'll be remains to be seen we'll, we'll run some tests and we'll report it back. Another podcast. I think that'll be a great thing to do. I I think that would be a really good podcast to talk about. So, uh, and the other thing, obviously, again, you know, as 5G has been rolled out, you know, getting the practical understanding of that and how that'll affect your business definitely a conversation for another day. But it's something that um, I think we're really starting to see in the the wild now. It's starting to become a a more standard thing that we expect to see with 5G and also particularly the new wireless AX stuff. So you know, wireless technology moving onwards and upwards. You know, capacity massively increasing. Something to uh, to keep an eye out for. Right over to you, Sam.
0: righty. So I've got one, Ben, that is probably you're unlikely to care too much about as a PlayStation. Uh, is it Big Brother? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's definitely not Big Brother. Although I'm, I don't know whether to say, it, but I'm overly enjoying it this year. Surprisingly. <laughs> really? But this we're, is one...
1: We've just lost all our subscribers now. Oh, we yeah, didn't have any subscribers. today, no,
0: <laughs> They're gone. I mean, you're unlikely to care too much about this as a PC and Switch gamer of all things, but yeah. Sony Computer Entertainment this morning showed off their new PlayStation 5 and a slew of game announcements via its live stream broadcast. So I got up so at the of what time crack was dawn. That? Um, I, they, they started at 6 a.m. Sydney time. That's, so, that's quite reasonable. Yeah, yeah. so not, not, not too early, but it, it definitely was early for me to get <laughs> up <was> and doing, <laughs> <laughs> sit, sit in front of the TV and watch it. But um, <laughs> so pretty much it, this live stream replaced their usual E3 keynote, which obviously E3 in Los Angeles is being cancelled this year due to COVID-19. But I'll um, I'll just send you this link, Ben. I'll get you to have a look at it. They they, they showed off the, the physical... Um, the physical design of the PlayStation today, and it's definitely caught the eyes. And some, some, and some memes have already started on social media about about the um the design that they're going with this.
1: It's yeah, I, I, a few things come to mind when I when I see this this design. So. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, it looks exactly like a Dyson Airflow unit. <laughs>
0: a lot of people um, are saying that.
1: <laughs> the second thing that comes to mind is actually it kind of gives me a bit of an Alienware vibe. So what yeah. Dell um, had, you know, their Alienware gaming PC brand, it looks very similar to that type of thing. So, uh, I mean, look, one of the things, look, look gaming, look, for all the um, – to talk about it and say, well, it's not related to business and technology. Well, it is directly and indirectly related because gaming has been one of those things that has enabled us to really push the limits of uh, embedded systems and graphic systems and also scale it, get it down in price. So if we look at things like, say, for example, so Nintendo 64, it's a great example. So Nintendo 64 utilised technology, it's got this thing called a risk-based process, RISC, um, and it was uh, actually a processor uh, that was produced by Silicon Graphics. Silicon Graphics were a company, and they are since I think they're now part of Pixar these days, or parts of the group are part of Pixar. But Silicon Graphics are the guys who are responsible for the graphics in Jurassic Park, uh, which is the original Jurassic Park in 1993, or whenever it was. So, so they had massive mainframe systems, and they designed specific uh, graphics chips that were designed to optimise the way that you handle graphics instructions and, and all this so you can do really cool stuff in movies. But then with with technology being the way it, it is and what Nintendo tried to do was they tried to embed SGI's technology into a gaming console. It was extremely bold at the time and it, it meant that their console was severely delayed and which it gave the Sony PlayStation 1 its, its initial footing in the market because –
0: well, you originally know, the PlayStation- they, they, they were in a um in a partnership originally Sony That's and right. Nintendo.
1: That's right. So the, the so what happened was the Nintendo looked at a bit of history. So they they partnered with Sony for what was called the the Super CD. So Nintendo realised that the Super Nintendo basically needed more storage and needed to find a way to uh, basically take it to the next level. And so they looked at an add-on called the Super CD. They partnered with uh, Sony to build a city-based gaming platform. So where you'd plug into your Super Nintendo this extra system. And then with all the delays and timing of it, they said, look, it's let's just go to the next stage. And so they decided to can that project. And then Sony is like, well, we want to keep going with it. So they keep going with it. They released the Sony PlayStation and they released it, you know, well into the same cycle that Super Nintendo was competing with. So Sony had a an advantage in the sense that they were kind of competing with the Super Nintendo and the, Nintendo 64 was massively delayed, and Nintendo went with a, a cartridge based platform, which was extremely uh, bold at the time. As everyone's like, oh, it's all CD, it's all going CD. But the thing about CD technology at the time was that uh, it was very, very, very slow. So the Sony PlayStation, is as good as the game range was, uh, you know, the reality of it was that the load times were were really yeah, there, there were there were obvious load loading times between loading between different levels and things like that, and and that was part of the thing. Everyone just got used to it. That was part of the, the CD experience. So that was what people got used to. But the Nintendo was like, no, nah, it's going to be a seamless thing. It's going to be this and this and that. But anyway, getting back to the whole thing, I've gone on onto a tangent. <laughs> Gaming systems do push technology, and they, you know, the thing about an Nintendo sixty four is you know, it's millions and millions of units. Um, so it allows us to. Develop and because the thing about gaming systems, there's there's the expectation that they're not, you know, when you buy a gaming PC, there are people out there who spend $3,000, $4,000, $5,000, $10,000 on a gaming PC. You know, a PlayStation is expected to be available for under a thousand bucks or, you know, $500. You know, gaming systems are expected to be around that $500 mark. So it creates and forces innovation in areas that are really then applied to a whole bunch of other areas as a result. You know, so and again, you want to it's keep Nintendo up is... with the
0: technology, but you also need to you need to keep to that 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 space. Otherwise, you are not going to sell 70, 80 million units that you know the PlayStation Four and Xbox have. You are just exactly. not going to reach that unless you do reach that price point, which makes these businesses really, really think about the design and the development that goes into them.
1: And one of the big things that, that, you know, we're trying to actively, continually to push is is uh, um, like things like um, virtual reality, for example. You know, virtual reality has a range of different applications, not just in gaming. So, you know, the, the more we push technology, and it's the same thing that happens in, in Formula One. So Formula One effectively invented the seatbelt, you know, Windstream There's all these little bits and pieces of these technologies that the type of ABS um, braking and suspension technologies, a lot of that stuff came out of Formula One, you know, the, the drive to to build a car that goes as fast as possible. So whether it's, a, you know, something to, whether it is a competitive environment, whether it's a gaming environment, these types of things all feed into the technology ecosystem and allow us to develop better technology, you know, for day-to-day business or for, for work environments. So it's, You know, it's all related. So, uh,
0: And and, and pointing back to a little bit about what you were saying with like Sony and Nintendo with cartridges and disc, there's something that our listeners won't be able to see. But something in the the image that I sent you, Ben, that you'll notice that they announced two versions of the PlayStation 5, a standard PlayStation 5 with a 4K Blu-ray player and a digital edition PlayStation 5 with no optical disc. So it it looks like Sony is starting to make the move of, of forcing people to go fully digital and remove disc and physical media altogether.
1: And yeah, and, that, and I was going to say because I was I was literally about to say that we're sort of going full circle again. So Nintendo kind of was on the right track back in the late nineties with the Nintendo sixty four. When I mean, they did have limitations in the amount of stuff they could store, so they had like a hundred and 28 meg limit at the very end of the cartridge cycle in that particular state. Uh, So, um, I mean, what we're seeing now, but obviously with, you know, what's happened with the smartphones over the last 10 or 20 years it's been now, geez, time flies when you're having fun, uh, you know, with smartphone technology, with our GoPros and all this stuff, the the development of of flash cars in terms of speed and capacity and performance has now gotten to the point where we're like, okay, we can start to go back to cartridge-based or or flash-based data storage where we can get the benefits and speed, but we can also get the capacity now as well. So technology has now come full circle to the point where we don't necessarily need CDs anymore or, or Blu-rays or, you know, the physical media. Like I, I have a new PC. I don't have a CD drive plugged into it. I don't use a CD drive I on this PC. I
0: honestly don't think I've had a CD drive in anything for a long, long time. The only thing I have is a PlayStation 4 Pro and I don't use it for cds or movies or anything it's it's solely just for games so you know physical media is definitely going away and you know now that a stress especially in australia now that we do have widespread nbn access then generally most people have decent um access to decent speeds
1: 50 percent of the time maybe (laughs) unless you're on fixed uh...
0: wireless you poor poor buggers Yes,
1: that is not good. We, uh yes, our headquarters has fixed wireless, and, and it's uh, worse than yes. dial-up. Yeah, and if I say any more about it, I'll have to mark the episode as explicit. Yeah,
0: we'll so, leave that one. Uh,
1: yeah, so I mean, look, you know, it is. It, it, look, it's even though it's not directly related to business, it's still very relevant, and I think it's something important to understand that, you know, whenever a new smartphone is out, or whenever a new gaming system is out, it, it's all interconnected and it all enables us to. To utilise technology in new ways, and we are seeing, and going back to you know, we talk about age care. Aged care, you know, it as the new as the older generations um, pass by, and the and younger generations and baby boomers and even younger eventually start to feed into the age care system. I mean, let's be frank; they're probably going to want PlayStation. They're certainly going to want Foxtel, um, or you know, the, you know, I mean, one, maybe the the, the
0: the streaming equivalent of Foxtel. So. Not necessarily Foxtel. Well, that's currently called set. Binge at the moment, isn't it? That's new, Foxtel's new Yeah, that's new right. New so,
1: software. Uh, so, you know, and look, I, I I, imagine by the time we get old, there will be PlayStations in HDF facilities.
0: I, I, I won't <laughs> be happy if there's
1: not. <laughs> your 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 kids aren't kicking you out to uh, to the old folks home without a PlayStation. No.
0: Nah. <laughs> PlayStation sure and 1, Fi. Then I'm sure by then, oh, you know, it's it's looking a bit into the future. But you might even have something burnt into your retinas. by, <laughs> by then,
1: oh, there will <laughs> definitely be some kind of like it'll be it'll VR. Really simple. Would be awesome. Yeah, it'll be a VR thing where you literally just. Maybe you have you spectacles. You press a button and bang, you're in VR. You know, like I'm sure we'll get VR technologies to this to the size and scale where it's so easy and so convenient. And you you don't need in to it, get high you
0: anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the yeah. Well, I, I, I haven't maybe I, I, I have a few age care facilities. I know, I know, you, I know. The you were in a, one the other day that that's the only one I could potentially think of that might have a little bit of that in there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but. Um, yeah, I mean it's uh, I mean whatever whatever floats floats your goat or whatever you how you want to say that in that particular term, but yeah, um, I mean maybe it'll get to the point where marijuana will be so widespread and so legal across the world that that'll be one of those things as well. we'll
0: just be if, high twenty four seven.
1: See a bunch of eighty year olds smoking marijuana with their PlayStation twenty, you know, on the latest Wi Fi streaming <laughs> streaming their movies and their. There's going to be a hell of a world. I mean, you know, we I, I look sometimes at a bit of Johnny Cash and I think, oh, it's not really for me, but uh, you know, maybe maybe the, the our great grandkids of the future will look at us and go, what the hell are they doing playing that PlayStation <laughs> yeah. when they've got the the latest and greatest? You know, I, I don't know, so it's uh, but you know what's funny as well? Nostalgia always comes back, right? Like the gaming, and you know, N- Nintendo released their classic Nintendo's and their classic Super Nintendos, and there's always the virtual consoles and all that stuff, and it's it's always still popular no matter what. Like, we, you see it all the time.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, my so, first one would probably this, be the Nintendo 64 was probably my first console between that and the PlayStation 1, and it was, you know, I still think about some of the games and the things I would have played, you know. I could probably t- have still could. muscle memory of how to play Pokemon Stadium <laughs> from the 90s, <laughs>
1: like... <laughs> Well, my, 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 probably my most consistent muscle memory would be playing maybe Ken or Ryu in Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yeah, I think L- I'd, uh, Legend of Zelda, I nailed Ocarina that one. Or Legend of, of Time. Legend Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 Calling that, that horse and uh, playing Zelda's Lullaby. I probably got that nailed down. Yeah.
0: Banjo Kazooie. I think I could go <laughs> with
1: forever. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we, yeah, we talked about a few important articles. Obviously, cybersecurity is still a major issue. Well, wi Fi 6 or Wireless X, we're starting to see. And technology, how I mean, how it applies in the gaming world and how ga- the gaming systems basically go ahead and, and push innovation in the gaming world. It's all very relevant and it's all connected. So I think that's a, that's a wrap. That's Friday. I'm Ben. And I'm Sam. And we'll see you guys next Tuesday for a really good discussion about outsourcing uh, versus internal IT and how to maximize that in your business. Take and care. Catch see you next then. Time. Cheers.